Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Hey there, and welcome to the Chaos Connected Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how behavior is actually communication, and I really, really, really want to stress this point. So I know that personally, and obviously um, through my work with other people, that behavior can be such a challenging part of motherhood. Both, I think, because of the fact that just being in the situation of your child having behavior, but also because of our own patterning and conditioning that we bring to it as the parent, especially when we're unaware of being triggered or maybe what types of things trigger us or kind of any of that process that goes on and identifying ways in which that we've been conditioned to think because it's so automatic. Like 90% of our thoughts and our decisions and things that we do happen subconsciously, which is crazy. So a lot of our interactions are just happening and we're not really thinking about them. And I think this is also, you know, a big factor here, but maybe this will help kind of drive home the point I'm about to share about your child. And that is, again, that behavior is communication and not just for you or not just for your child, but for both you and for your child or caregiver, um, whether it is your specific child or somebody, maybe you or a daycare provider, or a teacher. I mean, it could be any child that you're working with. It doesn't have to just be your own child. So I want you to think about the last time that you felt triggered and lost your patience. And really take a few moments to reflect on that. Has that behavior happened before where you didn't lose it, like the behavior from your child? Has a situation like that occurred and you were calm? And now suddenly... The last time you think about it, you realize you weren't calm about it. What were you feeling leading up to being triggered? It's likely that you weren't like really super happy and having this really awesome day and then suddenly you weren't, right? There was probably something else underlying going on, some precursor to your lost patience, whatever that looks like for you. Maybe it was a need of yours that wasn't being met. And that is exactly what it's like for our kids. Society encourages us, or in my opinion, really forces us to see behavior as something that we need to punish, that we need to shame, that we need to bribe our kids out of. When in reality, behavior is one of the most basic ways that our kids communicate with us, especially before they have some of those higher level cognitive skills allowing them to regulate a little easier and actually have more in-depth conversations about what is actually going going on inside their brain, in their thoughts, in their heart. And I wanted to share this example with you that happened the other day because 
even for me, it can be difficult to remember this in the heat of the moment, right? Like I am human too. And, but I've been trained in connection focused parenting and I have a master's degree in occupational therapy. So I just want to say and share this example with you to remind you that this is a constant process and we can have all the knowledge and we can be working on things and we're never going to be perfect, but we can continue to grow in it. And so the other evening, um, we were putting the kids to bed and it was my night, which means that after we kind of go through the bedtime routine, it was my turn to stay in the room for a while while the boys kind of, you know, settle in, drift off to sleep a little bit. Well, as soon as my husband shut off the lights and walked out of the room, Huxton, who is my three-year-old, just began to shout and scream and move all around his bed, like, you know, kind of defiantly, kind of like playing wise. Um, And it's really unlike him at bedtime, but honestly, similar to his personality style, like he just tends to be more of a... I'm going to do the opposite thing because I know it's the opposite thing, sort of a child, if you know what I mean. And I just really honestly didn't know exactly what to do because he wasn't really responsive to much. And sometimes, you know, in those moments, especially at night, you're like, okay, it's bedtime. Like, I just want you to lay down and go to sleep. Like, I'm ready to go sit on the couch and relax for a little bit. And sometimes I find myself like wanting to throw out a consequence, but like thinking, no, I know that's not like going to work here. Um, but anyways, I just eventually left the room to find my husband thinking he could sit with him while I was with Miles, my oldest. Since they share a room, I wanted him to be able to go to sleep, which is why I wasn't sure what to do. Like if he had his own room, I would have just waited it out. But I, you know, I didn't want my other child to be sitting there experiencing this while he's trying to fall asleep as well but it turns out that my husband had gone outside to do something so again having no idea like what to do sometimes you know you're just caught in this moment of like I, I literally don't know what to do here like I kind of tried a little bit of play in the bedroom and he laughed and was having fun but then it still wasn't really resolving it. And I was also kind of in the place where I'm just like, just lay down and go to sleep, you know, like this is really disruptive. And so I literally just sat there and held him until he decided to stop because I realized in that moment, yeah, I could yell at him. I could throw out a consequence, but it's not getting to the root of why he's doing this. And maybe he needs to just get something out. And while it wasn't crying, it was just, I don't even know how you describe it. It's like yelling, but like babble. Um, And so I just, I have like sometimes, you know, again, like I said, I didn't exactly know what to do, but I knew what I didn't want to do. And that was, you know, to, to get myself worked up because I know that doesn't help, especially his personality because he really feeds off of that and just like it ignites him even further and so anyway he finally stopped I don't know I don't know what he just like got enough out or something and I got him tucked back in and he laid there a while and then he sat up and leaned in for a hug 
which he often does, but I noticed he was kind of like whimpering. And so I asked him what was wrong. And he said, I just really want to (laughs) play. And I just thought like, what a great look into his little mind. In the moment, he was so upset that he had to stop playing and go to sleep. But instead of being able to just tell me that, he was too dysregulated, disconnected from his own body and his own mind that he couldn't say it with his words. But he was showing me through his behavior that something is off here, something's not right. I need help and I don't know what to do and I don't know how to share that with you. And like I said, in the moment, I was like a little bit too consumed with, I just want you to go to bed and I don't really know what to do here. Um, And so I wasn't really thinking about what might be going on under the surface. I just, my mind was really on like, I don't know what to do, but I know what I don't want to do. And that's really where I focused. And this is really one of the reasons that I am so grateful to kind of be on this connection-focused parenting journey. Because while I understand how to do a lot with behavior, how to respond, how to supportively listen, there are going to be instances where I'm just like, either my brain is too tired and I can't think, I don't feel like doing something that I know I quote unquote should do. Um, But I have really worked through so many of my own triggers that although I might not know what to do or although I might not quote unquote want to do what I know I should do, I still can at least support my child as I'm staying calm in attempts to co-regulate until he responds in the way that I am either looking for or until my brain can kind of search through and come up with some other strategy. And I think that so many of the battles and the challenges that we have with our child or our children is because we're both demonstrating behavior that the other one isn't understanding. And generally it starts with our child and they're having behavior and we come to it and maybe we come to it calm at first, but then we can't quite figure out why they won't stop. Maybe you don't know how to use connection strategies or maybe you try and you don't feel like it's working and you also are struggling to stay calm. So your behavior amps up and then your child responds and just back and forth and it becomes this big mess. And so what I want to challenge you with is the next time that your child has any kind of behavior, I really want to encourage you to pause before you respond. And I know this can be really challenging, especially if you get triggered easily. Um, And so if you are struggling with that, reflect back after you've calmed down from the situation. Was there something that happened earlier in the day that might be coming up now? Did your child want more of your attention but couldn't get it for some reason? Was it a particularly busy day or an evening? Was there a challenging transition? Was your child having a really good time and didn't want it to end? Like my example earlier, the questions and the opportunity to kind of investigate what might be going on is obviously endless. And the truth is you may not always come to a perfect solution or a perfect understanding of what actually caused it. But either way, you can still make an impact. You can still do your best to stay calm, remind yourself that your child is trying to communicate something even if you can't figure out what that is, and 
use strategies if you need to, if you need to quick take a break or take some deep breaths and just support your child through the tough situation, circumstances, even when, or I would say, especially when it seems irrational, because that's exactly how I feel sometimes when I'm triggered. And maybe you do too, irrational. Like after you, maybe not like right in the moment, and maybe sometimes in the moment you're like doing these things and in your mind you're thinking, why am I saying this? But you can't help yourself. You can't stop yourself. And um, I think it's the exact same thing that our kids are working through. That thinking part of our brain shuts off and all we can think of to do is to fight, flight, or freeze to survive. So coming with calm, understanding, and empathy doesn't negate something that they've done. It doesn't mean you can't address it, but it does recognize that in the moment, it's not logical. Something underlying is occurring and significantly impacting your child's ability to cope, to feel connected, and to problem solve. And this is the same thing with you. When you are triggered, you're thinking the part of your brain that does the actual problem solving judgment reasoning is shutting off it's becoming offline you can't access it and that is why you are responding in a way that you might either in the moment or later on think wow why did I do that or that was irrational or I can't believe I did that I'm you know feel guilty about it it's because you literally couldn't think because you have stuff to process there and things that you need to work through and It's a way for your brain to communicate through that behavior. There's something going on under there and we need to figure it out and peel back the layers. Behavior truly is communication. And I want you to remind yourself of this often. Maybe you write it on a sticky note and you put it on your fridge or your mirror or put it on your background as your phone or on your phone. So that you can remind yourself often, almost like an affirmation, and behavior is communication. My child is trying to communicate with me. And I just think when we can take these little phrases or tools with us, these perspective shifts in the moment, even if we're, get, we're getting triggered, we might have that extra, you know, second of pause thinking, okay, my child is communicating something here. What can I do about it? And kind of pull you back into that thinking brain. So if you feel like you are really struggling with your child's behavior because you are just not speaking the same language, or you really don't know how to begin to process through your triggers in a way that will actually allow you to remain calm and remind yourself that all the behavior in front of you is doing is trying to communicate something deeper then I would really love to spend some time connecting with you about it. Shoot me an email or a message over on Instagram. If you know that you're ready to take some action and you're like, I see this as an issue and I just want step-by-step instruction and guidance on what to do about it, then I want you to head to the link in the show notes and I would love to customize a one-on-one program that is specifically designed to meet your needs. And honestly, I can truly say that I guarantee we will create huge transformations that you didn't even realize were possible. So I will talk to you next time. 
Real quick, before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and take me, at Kaylee Josiah, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.